This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm just going to go straight in. I can't hold back. We've done it. Let's celebrate. Let's break out the champagne glasses, the party poppers, you name it. After 10 years campaigning, ladies and gentlemen, the banks of the River Blue Mersey, the River Blue Mersey, mm. the River Mersey, are going to welcome the Octagon, the UFC Octagon, the first time ever, the pinnacle of mixed martial arts, the Champions League, if you like, of mixed martial arts is coming to Liverpool. I want to start this week's show. I've got, we've got to stay there. and I've, I've dragged my Fight Disciples colleague, Mr. Adam Cattell. I've kept him in the studio with me. More than anything, because I just want to wax lyrical about what an amazing moment this is going to be. What a, We've had so many great fighters from this city who have competed in the UFC, and I've been talking about it, I've been writing about it, I've been broadcasting about it for a decade that Liverpool needs a UFC event. All we've right. got one. All it's right. happening. Okay. May 27th, the bank holiday. It's becoming tradition as well. I've, I've seen Nick every single day since uh, that announcement last week. It has been a nightmare. So I apologise for the rest of the show. I'm only going to be in for the first 10 minutes, right? Because you've got some guests coming up a little bit later on in the show, right? Um, But what... I know that you obviously have spent a career writing, not only at The Echo, uh, then obviously moving on to the likes of Fighters Only magazine, talking mixed martial arts throughout your career. So you've been writing about this for 10 years, but I've known you doing the Fight Disciples show, uh, not only for our podcast, but also for Radio City uh, for the best part of two years, two and a half years now it's coming up to. And in our second ever episode, we spoke to a fighter um, that kind of resides out of Liverpool, I suppose, in Danny Roberts, mm-hmm. uh, originally from Bristol. But he's, he, he spent the majority of his career here in Liverpool. 10, 10, 15 years, I think he's lived here for now. And on that show, so two and a half years ago, you went in there and said, Danny, when is the UFC coming to Liverpool, mate? We need to be coming to Liverpool. We need to be doing this. We need to be doing that. And off you went on the hashtag UFC Liverpool bandwagon. And two and a half years later, they have obviously finally listened Um Fair enough. They've got an unbelievable prospect to yeah. bring and to headline and to stick at the top of the tree. Uh, but they've listened and that event is happening. It's happening on a bank holiday weekend, May 27th. It's going to be carnage. It's the same weekend as the Champions League final. So if Liverpool wow. turns City over... Whoa, 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 whoa. If. if well, never mind if. And on I'm playing show, devil's advocate. This is, this is Radio City Talk, son. All right. When Liverpool win the Champions League final on May 26th. <laughs> We're going to follow it. We're going to follow Every it. Every Evertonian's like... laughing their head off right now. <laughs> We're going to follow it with a party at the Echo Arena with yeah. Darren Tiller as the main event the following night. What a weekend that could be. <sighs> insane. What a weekend that could be. Absolutely now, when insane. did tickets go on sale for this? Because there'll be people, um, and I know that I'm getting messages, so your phone must be absolutely crackers. People messaging, inquiring about tickets, talking about tickets. Can we get you sorted out and all that type of stuff? The UFC yep. works totally different to the world of boxing, doesn't it? Completely different. You know, and I think in this city, we're spoiled with the fact that. When it comes to fight sports, when it comes to boxing events, we get them all the time. You know, there's always Cage Warriors have just been on. We've had big time boxing, Callum Smith, World Boxing Super Series. This year already, we've had so many big fights. Mm. We've never sold an event out. We've never sold a fight sports event out at the Echo Arena. That's amazing stuff. Which is crazy, but because there's so many fights. Now there's a culture in this city, and Mm. I'm part of this city. There's a culture here because we're spoiled to go, yeah, I'm definitely going to that. I'm definitely going. Ask any boxer or any fighter in this city that that's on a ticket deal, which is basically 99% of them. Mm. If you're on a ticket deal, you 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 know what I'm saying here when I say fight fans will go. I'm definitely going. Put me down for two. Definitely going. Put me down for four. Yeah. I'll have six. Oh, the lads, we're all going. All the footy team are going. Yeah, we need yeah. ten tickets. 
Give us the money then. Yeah. Produce the cash. Well, to be fair, we were at MTK Liverpool, weren't we? At Greenbank Sports Centre on Friday night. And there were tons of walk-ups. Loads yeah. of lads just walking up to the right yard and, and exchanging money on the front door to come in. Absolutely, because that's the way the fight sports culture is in Liverpool. Mm. It's got to change, Adam. It's got to change. For this event, especially. For, the, for this event, mm. it's got to change. Because on Friday... April the thirteenth, Friday, Friday the thirteenth. So that's basically four weeks. On four weeks, Friday, mm-hmm. um, tickets will go on sale for UFC Liverpool. Now, I would urge people to one go on to UFC.com and become a fan member. A fan, I think it's called a fan club member. It's free. Just register your details because you get to buy tickets an hour earlier than the public sale. So that's the first thing I'd say. Do second thing. Put it in your phones right now, Friday, April the 13th. Everyone in this city right now is saying, Darren Till, the UFC, Echo Arena, I'm going to be there, I can't wait. You've got to buy your tickets that morning. I'm telling you now because they will go. This is the UFC. You know yourself, we were at UFC it's London at the week, weekend. Mm. It sold out in an hour. It sold out in an hour and they hadn't even announced the main well, event. Do you remember last year when they did UFC London last year? Bispin was the only... It's very similar to what we're experiencing now with Darren Till. Um, yeah. As we're recording this... Um, we don't know who his opponent's going to be. So if you listen to this on the podcast, you might already know this. As, yeah. you, as, as you listen to this as a radio show, we don't actually know who the opponent is as, as of yet. So when Bispin was announced for UFC London, before it was, well, it was supposed to be Gegard Masasi, and before it ended up being Anderson Silva, it was just Bispin. It sold out within an hour. Like that, bang, gone. Insane. And that's Bisping in London. He's not even from London. Exactly. So then throw on the fact that this is because in Europe we're starved the UFC events. We get six or seven a year if we're lucky. So it's fans from all over Europe that yeah. attended UFC London. We saw that at the, at the weekend. weekend, didn't we? Yeah. They're everywhere. They're from all over the place. And think how expensive it is to, one, fly into London, to stay in London, to everything, the costs around it. Now think about Liverpool. John Lennon Airport, every budget airline from Europe pretty much flies into John Lennon Airport. Mm. It's so cheap to fly into Liverpool. It's cheaper for the lads from Ireland to fly to Liverpool and back than it is for us to go down to London and back on the train. It's so cheap. So you're going to get a lot of European fans who probably couldn't afford to go to London for UFC London going, UFC Liverpool, I can afford that. Plus Darren Till's on the card, you know, kids on a fast track to a world title shot. I think you'll see a lot of Scandinavians, a lot of Swedes, mm. uh, certainly a lot of Swedes because they love it, a lot of Polish fans. Norwegians, they've Norway- got an affinity anyway with Liverpool, well, haven't they? Just saying, just saying. Well, that's the other crazy thing. If you're a Scandinavian Liverpool fan yeah. and you can't get tickets for the Champions League final, yeah, yeah. where better to watch it than to fly into Liverpool? Yeah, and, and then the you know day what? after go to the Throw UFC. Throw in the fact the UFC's in town as well. It's mm. going to be bonkers. But the, So the main thing is, Get tickets. If you listen to this show, you're going. Don't just talk about going, because I'm telling you now, it will sell out. And it won't like Eddie Ain boxing show sell out. They've all gone to StubHub and you can buy them now somewhere else. UFC doesn't... Once it's gone, it will go. You will not see tickets again. Mm. And it just... There'll be no walk-up. Forget about a walk-up. There will not be a walk-up. But the reason I want to try and emphasise this is Darren Till and everybody else, I'm a self-included, are saying, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be the greatest atmosphere in UFC history. The only way that's going to work is if it's packed with scousers going ballistic for Darren Till. We don't want we don't want day trippers there who are going, oh yeah, I mean, this is going to be great. The, the hardcore, obviously there's going to be other fans there, but the hardcore has got to be people from Liverpool cheering on their own. Mm. I truly believe that. And the card will be amazing. stacked with Liverpool talent as I'd well. I'd like to think so. I think Danny Roberts' performance on Saturday night means he should he definitely be He has to be, be on, mate. He was amazing at the weekend. Yeah, exactly. You know, I know he's... He, he, 
does his training camps out in, in Florida these days, out on the East Coast. But he is very much still lives in Liverpool. You know, I know he's an adopted scouser, but he's very much his friends, his family, his young family is here, everything mm. else. It mean it well, we spoke to him at the weekend, you know, it's on our other podcast. It means the world to him to get on this mm. card. And I can't believe they won't move heaven and earth to get him on, especially after the first round knockout performance like he did in London. So I'd like to see him on there. But then the list of potential other fighters to get signed up by the UFC, you know. I think Paddy the Baddy Pimlet, I think it'd be bonkers if they don't sign him up and get him on. I know mm. Paddy's still a young lad, but he's just had a complete viral performance in his in his comeback fight with that second round submission on Cage Warriors. He sells tickets for fun. I know we, we've just explained it. Top of the prelims or something like that for Paddy, Yeah, I think. Just, just something like that would be absolutely outstanding. Mm. Uh, Molly McCann become Cage Warriors' first ever flyweight champion. She would be sensational for this card. Obviously, the UFC have a flyweight division. Both her and Paddy won on UFC Fight Pass, which screened that Cage Warriors mm. bill globally anyway. So UFC fans globally are, mm. are familiar with who she is. Uh, I think that would be a great signing. Uh, Lee Chadwick, the Cage Warriors, again, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm pillaging, pillaging Cage Warriors stable here, but it just... We're not talking about signing them, signing them. We're talking about sticking them on that event, yeah, aren't we? That's what we're doing, giving them an opportunity. Yeah, There's exactly. your platform, go and perform, and you might be get a contract out of it. Exactly. And you know what? I think all these guys, especially Lee Chadwick, as I say, I'm coming on to, Lee Chadwick is a, has been around the game for so long, Cage Warriors middleweight champion now, but my God, he's had to work to get there. We've had him in this very studio, and I'd just love Lee to get that opportunity. And I think if the UFC said, tell you what, son, it's not a contract, it's a one-fight deal. But if your star will give you the contract, I think Lee Chadwick will bite their hands off for it. I think it. all three of them would. Because all them, yeah, yeah. all them would quite happily go back to Cage Warriors if it didn't work out and go, you know what, then I'll go back to Cage Warriors, continue being world champion, and you know what, I'll, get, I'll be back in your organisation another day. The UFC don't tend to do that, I'll be honest. They don't tend to f- sign people from a region for one fight. Do you know what I mean? If you get it, if you get in, you, you generally get a, a two, maybe even three fights before they go. You know what? You're not quite ready. I think that might be the only stumbling block. Um, but I also, of course, want to mention Chris Fishgold. Chris Fishgold, yeah. the, the lightweight champion out the outer cage warriors. He's been being inactive at the moment. Uh, I don't know what his situation is. Whether he would be available even for May 27th. But he's obviously somebody that you've got to be speaking about when terms of uh, UFC signing talent. And then when you. When I lobby you out of this studio shortly, I've got uh, the big tasty coming in, Ga- uh, Gavin Hughes, who's uh, who's fighting for the world title in Africa on March the 31st. The big tasty? Big sounds- tasty. Well, I'm going to get out before he comes in because he sounds like something from KFC, mate. What's the, what's the crack <laughs> with that? Absolutely. So we're going to catch up with Gavin later in the show. And I'm sure Gavin, once he wins this, you know, hopefully this EFC world title on March 31st, he would be in the frame for a shot as well. But... Like for me, I want to just lay back for a moment here, Adam. Just give me a minute, just to sit back and look out over this over this city. I can see the arena from here. I can see the the Maisie twinkling in this, you know, the, this late night. You, well, you're very privileged. Listen, you're very privileged to be sat in one of the best radio studios and best radio settings in the world. Nobody gets the broadcast like this. I know. Up the up the Radio City Tower. For those that, again, obviously this is a radio show going out in Liverpool, but people do listen to this show podcasted from all over the world that don't necessarily know uh, what Liverpool looks like. They're just big fans of, of fight sports, so they tune into us on a week by week basis. This is an unbelievable setting to do radio, isn't it? Looking out of a, a fantastic... There's so many iconic buildings in this city. An iconic uh, River Mersey as well. We can see the echo from here. I could chuck a stone from the top of this building now onto the... Well, maybe not. My arm's not that good. But I can see it from here. Looks absolutely tremendous. So go on. You're painting a picture. There's the picture. People, can, people are imagining what it's like. We've been... This city... 
Jokes has of music. been producing. Give us a play of violin. Yeah, I think we should just play something. I'll softly. put a bit of violin this, on for you. This city's impact on fight sports on a global scale shouldn't be underestimated. You know, this is a fight. This is a football and fighting city, and we're proud of it. That's it, isn't it? Those two sports, that's it. Absolutely. Horse racing once a year, and then it's yeah, exactly, two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very much so. And I just think that th- this city's provided so much in terms of mixed martial arts talent over the years. And this is why I've been campaigning for 10 years. You know, I, I followed the likes of Terry Etam, Jason Tan, Paul Sass, Paul Kelly, uh, all over the world. You know, I covered their events, UFC events, literally on on pretty much every continent. And No disrespect to the rest of them, but Terry Etam was the boy, wasn't he? Well, Terry was the one. Terry, you know, 2007, 2008, you know, when Terry was really making an impact. That was when I started really beating the drum about bringing the UFC mm. to Liverpool. And there was a lot of talk about it happening as well. Uh, you know, Terry Etam at the time was being compared to Anderson Silva and everything else, who, for people who don't know, he's, he's considered by a lot of people the greatest of all time in mixed martial arts. Terry Etam looked like he could be the guy, and it was a similar thing as what we got with Dad until now. You know, a lot of the footballers getting behind them, invitations to go to Liverpool and to mm. Everton. And, you know, once that starts to happen, you realise something a little bit special is yeah. going on. And Crossover uh, star. It really was, yeah. You know, and but the, the, the thing missing from Terry's game, and I can say this because I've known him for a long time, is he didn't have the market ability he was he was very shy in front of a camera and a microphone that's something that Darren Till isn't well that's that, <laughs> that's what we've got with Darren Till we've got we've got all the talents that Terry Etam had plus we've got that Conor McGregor style swag where he's just super comfortable in yeah. a media environment he knows how to sell a show he knows how this business works and I reiterate it all the time Fight sports is a business first and foremost, mm. and you've got to be able to put bums on seats. And he will put bums on seats at the Echo Arena, no doubt, on May 27th. Um, it's been a long journey. I feel like I've been the conductor of this journey for a lot of the way. Uh, we've had some incredible talents, and this city's produced some incredible fighters. But I just think, like Conor McGregor in Dublin, when he dragged the UFC over there and they signed half his half his teammates and then so many more, it was like an Irish invasion. Suddenly, Ireland became the hotspot of mixed martial arts, not just for the UFC, yeah, but yeah. for every other promotion. Irish fighters started getting opportunities left, right and centre. And all that was based on Conor McGregor exploding on the scene. And I think Darren Till can do exactly the same thing for Liverpool here. He can do exactly the same thing for this city. Yes, it's him that's going to be his name up in light at the Echo Arena. But the roster underneath him, the opportunities he can bring to this city. you know, is, 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 I didn't even mention him as his sparring partner, Mike Grundy. Probably top of the list to get added to this card as well. Mm. It's going to be something a little bit special. I'm hoping as many scousers as possible buy tickets and buy tickets as soon as they go on sale, just to reiterate, because it's going to be something. It's going to be a special night, honestly, and this this could be like lighting the blue touch paper for Mersey's side fight sports. One thing that I liked about, obviously, being in Darren's uh, company over the last week off the back of this announcement, and you kind of touched upon it a little bit there. Yes, all right, it is about him. He is the superstar. He's the one that is now going to be propelled into earning proper money out of this game because not a lot of guys make a lot of proper money out of this. You know what I mean? It's, it's a proper grind. Yep. And his name will be the one that everybody's going to come and see. But what I like about him in particular is that he knows that he's the trailblazer. He's the one that they're all coming for. And he is, help, in a way, he's giving a leg up to everybody else. He knows that he's banged the door clean open, but he's not going through it on his own. Yep. He's going, come on, lads. Everybody with me. You mentioned Grundy there. I saw talking to him in great length about Grundy. And obviously last week on his social media, your social media, Dan Hardy's social media, everybody connected to fight sports. Off the back of Darren Till starting this, there was a dropout uh, in a fight at UFC London at the weekend. Darren Till straight away, get my mate on. Yeah, My mate will do it. Get my, my mate will fight. 
And that's what this kid's like. Yeah. This is a city thing. He is taking the whole city with him. This ain't just one kid done good, got out of the city, cleared off to America. Of course. This is a kid that is taking all of you with him. Yeah. If you're a scouser, you are on his bandwagon and he is taking you with him. Get on that bandwagon with him because this this is a Conor McGregor ride, I'm telling you now, man. It is, and bear in mind as well, when Conor McGregor brought the UFC to Dublin, brought them back and signed all his mates, that was the last time Conor fought in Dublin. And mm. the same thing might happen with Darren Till. Guaranteed it will. You know, because once he wins, I mean, look at once what... he wins in Liverpool, he's probably going to get a title shot before the end of the year. There might that be... will only happen in America. There might be an opportunity when he's champ and therefore he can call a shot. But even then, that's got... we're talking about Anfield now. We're talking about a stadium Of course fight. we are. Of course we are. Bispin only got that opportunity once he became champ and he brought yeah. it back. UFC 204. But look what had to happen. It had to happen at five o'clock in the morning for uh, American TV rights. That's right. We're talking about a superstar that's going to go over to the States to get his title shot, hopefully. Beat up Tyron Woolley, become the champ. They ain't going to want him back over here because they know how much money he can make them. He's going to be in the States. This could be your only opportunity ever to watch Darren Till, to watch greatness. In years to come, do you want to be in that conversation in the pub where somebody's saying, oh, I've seen him live. Yeah. And you weren't there? Exactly. Come on, man. Get your hand in your pocket and get there. Early doors, queue up. Take the day off work. Make sure you're online tapping away to get that ticket because you're not going to want to miss it. No, you're not. No, May 27th, UFC comes to Liverpool. It's going to be very special indeed. Thank you for staying with me. I'm Come off up. now. You are, you are off now, yeah. Coming up in part two, I'm going to be catching up with hopefully a future UFC star and first and foremost, a, a current EFC world title challenger in Gavin. Big Tasty Hughes, stick with us. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're only just tuning in. You've just missed all the chatter about UFC London coming to uh, UFC Liverpool. Sorry, coming to Liverpool on May 27th, the bank holiday, the two-year anniversary actually of the same weekend that Tony Bellew beat Makabu to become WBC champion at Goodison Park. It's becoming a little bit of tradition these Sunday night bank holiday fights in Liverpool. And they don't come much bigger than. Uh, the, the May 27th UFC Liverpool after 10 years of campaign and we finally got it I'm a next guest in the studio I'm proud to say by then we'll be a world champion by yeah. then and yeah. by then hopefully Gavin Big Tasty Hughes <laughs> your name will be on that UFC list hopefully. as well you're, you're heading to first of all welcome to the show sorry Thank you. uh, you're heading over to South Africa March 31st for the world title fight the lightweight division yeah. the former EFC lightweight champion is now in the UFC yeah. The former, former UFC, uh, EFC lightweight champion won with a sensational submission at UFC London at the weekend. There's obviously a, a progression there, my friend. Do you think March 31st, world champion, then quick turnaround for May, UFC debut? I like it, I like it definitely, especially being uh, my hometown. Um, especially with the lad who's vacated the belt being in the UFC, so I think that'd be a good first fight as well. Yeah, are you calling him out as well? Yeah, so there well, you go. I've got to have a Absolutely. <laughs> Before I ask you about about your journey into MMA, Gavin, can I ask you what you you know? I've just waxed lyrical about it, but in in terms of mixed martial arts, not only for this city but for the northwest of England, to have a show in Liverpool at the Echo Arena, it's a bit special, isn't it? That's oh, massive. Game changer, um, definitely. Um, especially even with um, fighting so far out all uh, recently. Being contracted to South Africa, um, it's just nice seeing the UFC coming to Liverpool. As you said, you said yourself, it's been a long time coming. Uh, got some good lads here, haven't we as well? And hopefully, I can add to that as well. Absolutely. In terms of in terms of your own journey, then, um, you know, what brought you to mixed martial arts? Why 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 is it this sport? And you know, for this city, not boxing or football. Um, 
as we've said about like lads um, from Liverpool, like being inspired by people looking, watching it growing up and stuff, and seeing local lads fighting and doing well. Um, so just just starts doing it, starts to uh, to get into it. I just fell in love with it. What age was that when you first started uh, training? Twenty-one. Uh, oh right, okay, so summer. pretty late then. Yeah, yeah, pretty late. Yeah, um, I lost my dad in that, so I was uh, literally just to keep on a straight and narrow. Um, just got into it, just just fell in love with it, love it. Where about in the city are you from? Um, Smith Down. I was originally uh, brought up Waverty. Oh right, so same as me. Yeah. Waverty lad. What school was it you went to? Uh, Calderstones. Oh right, so yeah. you're posher than me. Then I went to <laughs> I went to the Alt. I went to Chilwell Club. So, <laughs> <laughs> what prior to prior to getting involved in mixed martial arts? Then what was you know what what was your sport? Were you a football lad yeah, definitely or football? Yeah, definitely. But this just took over it definitely now. Yeah. Um, Where did you start training then first mixed martial? Arts? Did, uh, did you go straight to an MMA gym? Did you start boxing first? Was yeah, it karate or no? Just for my strength, uh, straight to MMA gym. First gym and training that was carbon. Um, then moved moved to Sapphires, and now I'm at um, Blackledge, Tom Blackledge. That's where I am now in Lee. Yeah. So, um, but I'm enjoying it, like loving it. Absolutely. Well, you're undefeated fighter, so you're clearly enjoying it. Yeah, definitely. Um, training with Tom Blackledge, what's that like? Obviously, Tom himself had a, had a brief stint in the yeah. UFC, but he's a bit of a pioneer of the English MMA scene. I, I remember Tom when he was coaching at team uh, at Wolf's Lair and up there with the lads and I can tell by your two black eyes you've got today <laughs> that he's putting you through the ringer then yeah he always does doesn't he as you can <laughs> see where I am with my record like amateur record and, and pro record as well um, but he's um, he's not just the coach he's, a, he's, he's my best mate as well um, and he's got me on this journey like he's got me to the EFC world title I've only been pro for like three years as well so uh, we're just getting started yeah, I'm having a good record on this show of bringing in talented fighters from from my city, and you know, obviously, we put the show out as a podcast as well later on. And you know, we we had Tim Barnett on a couple of weeks ago. It was, it was unfortunate, and it was Bama fight. It didn't quite work out for him. But the feedback we got on a, on an international scale was that they, you know he he won over a lot of fans. So uh, for anyone that's listening that doesn't know what Big Tasty is all about, tell us a little bit about your fighting style. Um, I, I'm, I feel like I'm an all round fighter. Um, I like to stand and bang. Um, but I'm happy to go anyway. If you look at my record, I've got like submissions as well. So, um, but I do definitely definitely like to stand and trade. <clears throat> Ton of guillotine chokes is that your go to? Yeah, is it yeah, when it I comes like to that. submissions? Yeah, definitely guillotine. I think it was my first first four four uh, professional fights finished all way guillotine. Your gen- the journey that you've been on, you know, you haven't been scared of traveling. You've done quite a few fights with Ice FC pretty early on. Then you. You jumped over and fought on the Russian promotion. Yeah, the ACB. ACB. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, top. Uh, top was that in Scotland, there. that one? Yeah, Scotland, yeah. Glasgow, yeah. Fought one of their local lads, um, Chris Bungard. Um, top show as well. Um, it was just uh, just like the standard UFC, very good. Um, so it was the same as EFC. EFC, that was real good, like going to Johannesburg, fighting over there. Um it was hard with the altitude, though. Yeah, I didn't have feel that. Yeah, um, but this time in Cape Town, it's no altitude, sea level, so be a lot shouldn't more be easier. too bad. It'd be easier. In terms of EFC, anyone? Is our phone going off there? Is yeah. that? Is it? There's my pizza mine, order gear getting delivered. <laughs> my pizza's arrived finally. Um, over at <laughs> EFC in Africa, uh, for people who don't know, EFC is basically the African version of uh, UFC. 
Uh, they've, they've been going for an awful long time, EFC. When I was a, a magazine editor, editor of Fighters Only, we did a ton of stuff with, with EFC over there. It's a massive brand yeah, massive, right? and when it comes to mixed martial arts it's in, in South Africa. There. Yeah. It's massive there. And it's, it's nationwide over there as well. Can yeah, you get all nation, over Africa now? Yeah, nationwide now. So what kind, of, what kind of figures are they doing? What kind of bums on seats? What kind of eyeballs? I'm not sure, but since the last time I went on, I think they like doubled last time. Um, um, obviously, like, viewings worldwide and everything. You get a lot of, a lot of like, uh, a lot of flying lads over now from England and stuff. I'm Sam six fights. Um, there's quite a few lads. Well, when we were there, there was another two um, lads, Callum and Stuart, Stuart Austin, mm-hmm. and they were on it as well. So they're bringing lads in. Um, so it's definitely a worldwide show. Yeah, show absolutely. Massive, like it's very good show to be a part of. Yeah, do they do the full pyrotechnics and all that kind of stuff at the events? Is it does it feel just like a yeah, UFC just, event? Jumbo screens, like the full. I think they base it on the UFC by the yeah. look of it. Even if you look at the gloves, it looks like the UFC. But if you look closely, it's UFC. <laughs> <laughs> but the quality of fighters out there is top notch. Like Definitely, you know, it, it yeah. really is. It we talked about it earlier about being a bit of a conveyor belt to the UFC. Yeah, um, the, the quality of fights they putting on is yeah, it's all um, all high level. Especially the lad I'm fighting as well. He's, um, I think he's 25 and nine. Yeah. Um. So he's good experience, like. Yeah. He's fought for the title before, hasn't he? As yeah, well. Yeah, the welterweight. Yeah. So um, I think he might have been the welterweight champ at one point. I think. I'm right. Okay. Sure. Um. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it matters. Well, listen, when you've got a, when you've got an undefeated record, mate, it doesn't matter. Let yeah. them worry about well, you. They're saying he's unbreakable. I can't really see oh, that. What a temptation if that he's is. He's been beat that many times. I can't see that. Like so. Yeah. Has he ever been stopped? Though? I guess that's the big question. Um, if he's not been stopped, then that's no. something to work towards. Yeah, definitely. I'll, def- I'll definitely stop him anyway. In terms of your own mixed martial arts career, then uh, you know when you first got into it, you say you you know you, you really turned to the sport after the family yeah. bereavement. What was the response of your family like then when you when you kind of went? You know what? I'm going to go and um, I'm going to go. On. Was it was that first? Was it more of a hobby, or did you go? You know what? More I'm of gonna, a hobby, I'm, but I, I'm like got a dead addictive personality. So as soon as you got it, got into it. Just literally not stopped doing it every day since. Yeah, it's only been like nearly well nine years now, but for nine years, day in day out, I've been doing it. So you could say it was, it's like a lot longer. Of course. Um, were you a scrapper at school, or were you were scrapping on the playground yeah. all the time? Of anyone that went to school, we did a call the stones. <laughs> well, they go. Oh, I remember Gavin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always, you know, scrapping on the playground. Is that Definitely. was that you? Definitely. Oh right, okay. So it was in you anyway. Definitely. It's not like you were uh, the math swat or something. I was going to say by what my mum, my mum was mentioned when I got into it. She said exactly the same. She said, well, it's no no difference, is it? It's just what you do, isn't it? Of course. So um, I think I've got, I think I've chose the right way anyway. So ultimately, then your mum must have been. Pretty happy because she knows that's it's in you. It's yeah. in you to fight. So yeah, definitely. at least you're doing it now, and a... yeah, doing it and being safe. And but you know what? She she's um she one of them. I'll ring her. I say, oh, I've won. She goes, oh no, you would. No, just dead, dead yeah, normal. They're dead blase about it. it. Yeah, just dead, just dead used to it. Like, has she ever seen you fight? No, I wouldn't want her to either. Really? Yeah. She, has she seen tape though? Was she seen yeah, it she in always watches always watches the seats afterwards. But yeah. I, I never want to bring her. Not that I could travel over to South Africa now, like, but I never wanted to watch. What about siblings, brothers, sisters? Every brother goes. Yeah, um, yeah. Me and Mrs. always there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just a little girl myself now, so. Brilliant. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I never wanted to watch me though. About, what about one? Because, you know, women's, women's fighting three or four years ago didn't exist. Now, professional boxing. In MMA, you've got, you know, Ronda Rousey blazed the trail, changed the face of the sport. 
you know, if your daughter turned around to you in 16 oh, years no and way. said, I'd love to start training, I Dad? Couldn't, I couldn't watch it. No way. Obviously, I'd never stop her doing what she wanted to do, but oh, I couldn't do it. Couldn't watch a fight. Get into ballet or something. I love it. With dancing. What's, uh, you know, when you do fight, is it, do your whole family and friends, do they kind of embrace it, you know? is Because is, can we watch Especially, UFC in the, yeah, in the UK? Yeah, yeah, you can watch it, um, you can watch it everywhere worldwide, but we've I think in this country you can only watch it on, they've got UFC worldwide TV online. Right. Um, it used to be streamed on um, on a few channels, but they don't do it now over here. Yeah. Um, but you can stream it online. You can stream it online. Uh, EFC Worldwide TV. Oh, we make sure we'll put that up on all Definitely. our on all our Facebook and social media links on March the thirty first. Um, were you having many going over there with you? It's a bit of a hike, South yeah, Africa, it is, isn't, isn't it? it? Um, Your brother going over? No, no, no one's going over. Yeah, um, there's a few of my teammates coming over just to help and support and like uh, we're training while we're over there. Yeah, we're only going over the Tuesday before the fight. Oh, right, okay. Uh, where last time we went, like we were there like two weeks before. Yeah. But, um, is that due to the altitude last altitude, time you tried yeah. to get acclimatized? I guess with no Joanna, altitude. It's high. It was high Johannesburg. Like. Yeah. What's the time difference? I guess the time it's difference. Only an hour. Yeah, it's only yeah. an hour because it's it's just south basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, of just course. An hour, yeah. Must be an amazing experience being out there though. Cult- culturally, what's it like, South Africa? Lovely. I've never been. Yeah, lovely. Really nice. People were lovely and everything. Really nice country. Looking forward to Cape Town, obviously with the beach and everything. Yeah. Not that I'll be seeing much of it. Like. Of course. <laughs> so you're flying over on Tuesday. Will you stay for a couple of days afterwards just to chill um, out? or? I'm not sure. No, I haven't seen the flights on the way back. Only look at the ones there. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Tom's sorting that, my uh, coach. But they normally just send you over the day after. Yeah. What's the um, what's it like having someone like Tom in oh, your corner? You know, with someone who, with, his, with his amount of experience. Well, if you listen to him when you watch the fights and you can hear him. They, everyone can hear him shouting. Like yeah. You hear every single word he says in that fight. Just like, if he's, as long as I listen to him, which I always do, fight's always dead easy. Of course. As you can tell by my record. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can tell you that you're loving it. Yeah, you're loving yeah. the journey, like you're loving the sport. I can got see it. you've got the shine in your eyes. You've got two black eyes, but yeah. I can see the twinkle <laughs> in your eyes. That You know, this is this is you, isn't it? This is definitely. what you're all about, isn't it? I can definitely. tell. It's definitely your passion. Living breathe Yeah. I teach as well at um, Ed Culture Titanium, uh, a local gym in Neverly. Yeah. So, um, so I, love, I just love it. Passing on to the next generation Definitely. as well. Uh, in terms of this fight, then before we end this part, in terms of this fight coming up on March thirty first, any predictions? Looking at his style and your style. He's a he's a tough lad. Um, I just know I'm going to be too much for that pressure on him. Yeah. Be on him from the start. Um, especially with we talk about with Tom the way he. Um, he coaches me and everything. He looks into it a lot deeper. Um, I just know I've been too much for him. I I will break him and I will. Good lad, Martin Van Staden, isn't it? The Punisher, on, yeah. Martin Van Staden. I think that's the thing when you when you're an undefeated fighter and you're fighting a guy that has got a couple of losses on his record. You always feel like the blueprint's there. It's he knows exactly, how to lose. Yeah, exactly. You know what me and Tom spoke about it. He's he shows nine times. I think nine or ten times. He's looked for that way out that many times. Yeah. Um, I don't know that way. Of course. <laughs> But being his hometown, being a world yeah. title fight, you know, you're going to get the very best of the Punisher on that definitely, night. Definitely. So you know you're going to have to go through the mill, which is obviously why, well, looking at your face, <laughs> Tom's putting you through the mill right sure now. it is. Absolutely. Uh, March the 31st, again, we will stream that across our social media. Big Tasty takes on the Punisher for the EFC lightweight title. Stick with us. We're going to now chat about a little bit more about Merseyside's fight team. We're going to get Gavin's take 
hopefully on this UFC London uh, Liverpool card. Hopefully we're going to see him added to that card by being in a world title. Um, and we're going to also push on about what's to come for this city in the months ahead. It's a massive time for Liverpool. World title fights, left, right and centre, both in MMA and boxing. Stick with us. You'll listen to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm still joined in the studio. I'm delighted to say by the future EFC lightweight champion, Gavin Big Tasty Hughes. Mm -hmm. Sounds good, doesn't it, mate? Does, doesn't it? Sounds good. March the 31st, that's when that belt will be wrapped around the waist. Um, you bring it back on the flight, give it to the baby, put it, I you know, know what I mean? Stick it. <laughs> what will happen with the belt? Will it, will it make it to your house? Will it go on your mum's mantle, please? Where, where will it end up? I think it'll make it to Will it, yeah? I think my coach might have it. I was going to say, actually, that said, it'll probably end up in Blackledge MMA, yeah, I'm that's sure. That's it'll be, I think. Absolutely, he above the mats. Um UFC Liverpool, we, we touched we touched about it in the last part of the show, but we've just been talking about it then off air as well. What an opportunity it is. Um, you know, y- yourself, you mentioned earlier, you've got a six-fight deal with the UFC out in Africa. Yeah. Is it in the small print, though, yeah, that the if the big show comes? UFC coming, we can't get out. Um, yeah. Just seems a bit, um, they're like all falling into place a little bit with Liverpool. I'm the UFC here. Yeah. Give me that little bit of an extra... Of a thing to get this title and then try and get that get on my card. As you say, when there's so Obviously many former champions who are in the yeah. UFC now, you know it's not like they're not looking at EFC for talent. Well, no, there's um, anyone who seems to be a champion the EFC now just seems to get signed straight away. The lad who was meant to be fighting Don Madge, he just signed because he went to the um, he was to train with Cyborg to imitate Holly Holmes. Right. Uh, that's who I was meant to be fighting, um, but now he's signed. So and he'd only had, I think he had well one. He won the title and he signed straight away. So yeah, obviously, winning the EFC title would be sensational. Definitely. But you know, at the end of the day, you guys are all in this sport for one thing. Everyone wants to be in the big show. That's where the money is. That's where the flame is. That's where the most attention is. The most mm. eyeballs. Yeah, definitely. It's the Champions League of the sport. And if you're not in there. Then you you're banging on doors trying to get in there. That's how the sport works. If you don't see yourself being there, you know, like I always see myself be fighting for the UFC title. Greg, you got to look at that. Yeah, massive picture. And that is the one everywhere. That is where I want to go. Where I know where I'm going to go. Of course. In terms of when you watch UFC, do you, do you watch the lightweight division particularly? I do, and I, I a little do. bit more, pay yeah. a bit more attention. Yeah, I do definitely. As the lights say, I don't, but I do. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I'm on my journey now, and I know I'm going to be there. It's just a matter of time. What is it with this city and world-class lightweights? You know, Chris Fishgold, Paddy Pimlet's moved up now, yourself, Tim Barnett. You know, yeah, there's there's so many there. really good lightweights from this city. We could oh, have a good. hell of a tournament. If, if the UFC <laughs> want to do a tournament, we'll do a tournament. Or we'll do a tournament May 27th. Um, do you get to train with any of those guys, or do, yeah, are you no, kind of no, out the no, way no. up with Tom? I know them all. They're all good mates like him. Um, but I, I train in Wigan, don't I? So, willingly with Tom. Yeah. So, I'm a little bit out the way. But um, I know I know, know all the lads and that like. In terms of your gym, now, how does your week break down? How much time are you focusing on yourself? How much time are you with your team? It's Sapphires, isn't it? Uh, no, no, uh, Blackledge. No, your, the t- oh, your team where you're coaching? Oh, no, t- uh, Titanium. Titanium, sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, how much time are you with, with Blackledge focusing on you? How much time are you at Titanium working on your own fight team? Well, as soon as... Um, as soon as I finish at uh, Blackledge, I'm a titanium teaching. Yeah, I've got my own fight team there. We've got some really good lads coming through. 
we've had a lad fight here on the Echo a couple of weeks ago. Oh, the Cage Warriors Yeah, though. Cage Warriors, Marcus Lewis. He won first mm-hmm. round, 24 seconds, something wow. like that. Wow. Wait a minute, is he the... Um... Is this Alfie Lewis's son? Yeah, is he? that is. That's oh, right, right yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's been a bit of a, a bubble about this kid around yeah, the city. Definitely. Everyone's talking about him. Obviously, his dad blazed the trail definitely. in terms of martial arts for this city. Yeah. Wow, he's one of yours. Yeah, tell me more. Tell me more about him. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's 3 0 now. Um, is that amateur or pro? Amateur. Okay. He's, just, he's only just started doing MMA now. Um, obviously, he's got like high level karate, yeah. kickboxing through his dad and everything. But. Um, but he's coming on really good. Listens yeah, they did nothing but good so things. Well. Yeah, listen so well. I've obviously been in like martial arts anyway. Just takes on board so well. Listens to me so good. Yeah. So um, he's one to look at definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Who else have you got the gym with? Like, want to name check any other good young lads coming through um, or girls? We've got Liam O'Shaughnessy. Um, he's two and zero. We've got um, Sean Alton. Got some good lads coming through. We've got a. We've got so many more coming through, but we'll um, we'll be showing them a little bit later on the. Uh, Absolutely. In terms Even of kids as well, yeah, kids is like kids', kids classes full, rammed. like because it's on an estate as well. There's not much around there, yeah. Um, but it's nice to see that like they're the busiest classes. Of course, and, um, we've had like they're good feedback off all the um, off the whole estate, even off all the shops, head teachers, and everything. Wow. So it's, um, it was in the Echo as well recently, saying how much of a good job that we've been doing. Yeah. So um, it's just nice to give it to the younger generation as well now. Absolutely, and I think that's where mixed martial—that's the journey mixed martial arts has been has, has really been on the last few years. I feel like the sport, nobody associates it with cage fighting anymore. The, the, the words cage fighting is not in anyone's yeah, vocabulary not, anymore. It, People appreciate what it's doing, not just for lives and fighters and everything else, but co- for communities. Definitely, people think fighting because yeah, fighting—it's like a, it shouldn't be done to like a youth or it shouldn't be like introduced to them. It gives them so many more like models and respect. Like we never have any trouble with any of the kids, and they've gone better at school and everything. So we're doing something right anyway. Yeah, absolutely. How many are you getting through the doors then? What's your average class sizes? We've only been open nearly a year now, so kids' classes from we can have like thirty kids in a class, but we split them up from kids and juniors. Mm-hmm. So then you put them both together, and we can have like fifty, sixty in a class. Wow. Whereabouts well, are you? What's the, what, what address uh, is it? Just so, if anyone wants to get their kids into into mixed martial arts in a um, safe environment, whereabouts are you? Neville, right next to the driving range. Oh, right, okay, right yeah, yeah. And exactly where you are. Pub. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow, and what ages do they start from for uh, different types of classes? So like five, five to like nine-year-olds, and then juniors onwards. Yeah, wow. But it's really good, really good. Nice seeing all the kids getting into it and... Really, like we've been taking to uh, into clubs and everything, and he's just they're just bossing, bossing him do it. Like, is there a scene now? Is there for that for like junior MMA? In like, obviously, it's controlled yeah, environments. Is there little tournaments going on? Yeah, are definitely. they like grappling tournaments? Are they? Is grappling it that type of thing? Even like full MMA fights, but obviously body shots and stuff, and it's controlled, controlled like. Yeah. But um, it's wow. good. Like, it's really good to watch as well. Yeah, it sounds like, fascinating. See how, like interested they are, and how much they listen. And just how well, like the parents are saying they're doing at home and everything. Even with this, you wouldn't think they'd be doing better at school with doing something like that. They're more calm and more respectful. So yeah, well, that's the first rule of martial arts: is is respect, respect your Definitely. opponent, respect your coaches. And there's certainly a knock-on effect to that. It doesn't surprise me that the local school headmaster has yeah. fed back positively as well. well because we got a phone call and we thought it was going to be something bad. Yeah, you took one it. of the kids as yeah. had a fight in the playground or something. Yeah, we'd done it at an interclub the day, the day before. So obviously they'd been into school and we thought it was something bad. 
just saying like how much they've all been different, how much they've changed, how much more respectful they are. So the power of martial nice arts, hear, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. From a personal point of view as well, do you, in, you, do you enjoy the coaching side oh, of it? I love it. Love it. I I just I open a good role model for them as well. Like so, I do feel like the I'm doing the right thing as well for them in my way. Like we giving them respect for my roles and everything like that. So yeah, try my best with them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of the fight team, then is the is the is the plan to build titanium into a bit of a, a powerhouse? Definitely, and it's um, they've only been open twelve months, and it's already looking like that way now. Obviously, we've had lads fighting in the first six months and we've only had not that it matters but we've only had one loss we've had like now i think three eight fights so you know, it's a good start yeah it's great having relationships with the likes of cage warriors who do Definitely. a lot with the academy set up they do a lot of amateur fights and young novice pro fights mm. you know they're really working hard to develop the sport as well yeah definitely um in regards to um the coaching set up there then is it just yourself do you have other coaches well i'm the head coach i've got another one of my training partners james lewis he's a coach as well um you've got a new uh nogi coach terence and marcus lewis he does karate there as well the um long term then with it with the are we getting to a point now with martial arts gyms where kind of going to follow boxing gyms where you'll put like on your own show so you know it'll be a titanium show and you'll invite fight, you know fighters in from other clubs and things like that. Is that what where it makes martial like arts in, is going? Inside the gym, you mean? Yeah, or? kind of like inter clubs yeah, inside yeah, the gym. Definitely, we've thought about that before. Um, our facilities like spot on, so we could actually do that anyway. At the minute, we've got a ring and everything. We have actually got a boxing side to it as well, so um, we could actually do that. But we're just enjoying what we're doing at first, not rushing anything. Yeah. So we've only been up in twelve months. The boxing side of things, then, is that at ABC or it will yeah, be? It you want to do an amateur now, club? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Now. What's that? I don't have anything to do with that, so I'm right. not really knowledgeable on that. That's uh, Mike Menard. Okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, we've got we've got everything under one roof. Insane. Brilliant, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and a lot of that, I bet a lot of the teachings resemble what you what you were doing with Tom up at Blackledge yeah, MMA. Definitely. Well, that's why I've got to thank. I've got to thank Tom for that. He's passing his knowledge on to me. I'm just passing it on. Absolutely. Hasn't he just opened a, a health food restaurant, yeah, Tom, yeah, as well? He, mess- he messaged me on Facebook and was like, oh, just uh, follow me kitchen for you us. He did try it. It's lovely. <laughs> is it, yeah? yeah? Really nice. Wow. Whereabouts is it? Um, there's there's one in Henley and there's one in, in Wigan itself. Right by uh, Wigan Pier. Um, but it's, it's That'll be next. Food. That'll be next. You'll be bringing them on to Liverpool soon, much. Well, we'll be already are thinking about that. Fantastic. <laughs> and what it's just like healthy it's it's healthy food, but it's fast food as well, isn't it? Yeah, Something. very fast. There's a lot more to it. Um obviously I call it no refined sugars and there's a lot like no great there's a lot to it. The, um people don't know obviously a lot about it, but it's um it tastes nice anyway. Because I had Tim Barnett in a couple of weeks ago and he's next level when it comes to that yeah. stuff, you know. Tim doesn't look at fats and cholesterol, he looks at mineral counts and things yeah. like that when he eats drinks water out of a glass bottle, you name it, you know, he's, yeah. he's next level with it. In, in terms of your own diet then, are, are you, do you hate being on your diet? Is it your lifestyle it's now? It's lifestyle now. Yeah. Just lifestyle, I just think the last bad thing I had was Christmas Eve. That's bit of sugar I had was Christmas Eve, but I don't miss it. You don't miss something, you don't, it's just a life to me now. Yeah. It's just, um, when you're on it that much, you realise how much bad food, well, how much sugar and bad food, how, we're not meant to eat it. Of course. Um, and when you do eat it, you just 
Wish you never, basically. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I feel that when... What did I do at the weekend? Oh, I had a... I haven't drank one for years. What's that? Um, but I was at UFC London at the weekend, <laughs> and I was working. We were doing some stuff with, with, with uh, you know, we, we were live on the radio and things like this, and... And I, I wasn't flagging, but I thought I could do with a little pick-me-up oh, here. So I went over to the fridge, and I haven't had one since I was about 20 in town, drinking them with vodkas. I thought, I'll have a can of Red Bull, that'll pick me up. Yeah. So I had a can of Red Bull, that must have been about quarter past ten. Still, still By the time I got back to the hotel, I had a couple, I thought, a couple of pints, sign off with everyone, go to bed, great. <laughs> and I'm lying in bed at four in the morning, wide awake. So I don't drink coffee, so I don't I have consume coffee, caffeine at all. And I, I totally think it was down to that Red Bull. That one Red Bull yeah. four hours earlier kept me up all night. It's insane. I, that's one thing I do. I could do a hit coffee, though. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. What I is have. it with mixed martial artists and coffee? I don't know. You know Dan Hardy at the weekend, he's, opened his, own, he's opened his own coffee company now. He's importing beans is over he? to make his own coffee. And every time you speak to someone, they're like, oh, yeah, I've just had six coffees the today. Need, and the only vice I've got, I can't have no sugar or nothing, but I, I do like a coffee, though. In, in terms of, I think, what are we now? 11, 12 days out from the fight? Yeah, about that, isn't it? Yeah, what yeah, about, about that? that yeah. um, what are you walking around at now? Obviously, fight night. You, you've got to do one fifty-five. What will you fly to South Africa? How much will you cut? How will that work so now? I'm about seventy-seven now. I just start on the Sunday before the fight. I just start depleting my carbs, get all the glycogen out my muscle. Yeah, uh, start water over them, and then by like Tuesday, start salt level will just drop. Then yeah, no sodium level, but I never ever struggle. But like the advice through Tom and everything. Um, I'm always, as you say about my diet, I'm always on it anyway. Yeah. I'm not, um, it's just a life now. Close. So, I never, ever struggle to make it. It's funny, it, it's funny how mixed martial arts seems to have a different kind of lifestyle attached to it. So boxers, boxers, you, you know, that's still a fascinating question with yeah. boxers. Oh, you know, what, what you been your cheat meal this week? Or, you know, you get Tony Bellew in here and he'll talk for hours about pizzas and burgers and McDonald's and everything else. But most mixed martial artists now, they, they don't, crave it because they never have it have it's it. not That's even the on the radar thing. anymore yeah, you can't even introduce it sometimes because you just crave it then yeah it's uh, more your sugar level you know if you don't have it you don't have that insulin boost so you don't you don't have that craving anymore of course um like i don't have a cheat meal or anything if i have anything it's just a larger meal of what i normally have yeah a larger portion yeah really large and you always <laughs> yeah i can imagine <laughs> and you always know well i always know when there's a wolf slayer connection to a camp because the emphasis at the end comes on salt. It all comes down to salt. Because that's true, isn't it? Yeah. It all comes down to salt at the end, getting the salt out of your system. Because yeah. that's basically salt holds is like a sponge, it. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Holds, holds on to the it. water molecules. Yeah. So anyone didn't know, because you'd be surprised how many fighters I speak to and go, when do you cut back on your salt? And they look at you like you've got two heads. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's that's kind of the science behind cutting weight. Yeah. You know, the you salt is... Load and have sodium. It's yeah. Defeat the object of it. And it's Absolutely. Of course. Mate, it's been a pleasure to have you in the studio. So excited to see the fight. As I say, we will publish links all across Fight Disciples, social media, our Facebook, everything else. We'll bang it on the website as well for the fight. March the 31st. I'm guessing then if it's main event, local time, will it be about 9, 10 o'clock local time? Yeah, I think um, I think the main card starts at half nine in their time. Oh, right, okay. So, so the time difference might be a bit more, what, 11 o'clock here? Yeah, I think With so the hour three. difference as yeah. well? So we'll make sure we put that out there. Obviously... You're going to smash this kid Definitely. to bits. Obviously, we're going to get the gold EFC belt wrapped around that waist. For sure, that. And then we're going to get on the microphone. Yeah. And we're going to mention the fact on May 27th, yeah. history goes down in this city, and it needs Scouse heartbeat. Definitely, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So, all the best. 
Thank you again, very much. Thank you for bring the belt home. Again. We'll speak to you again soon. You've been listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Tour. Catch up with us across social media at Fight Disciples. And I'll be back here next week with more of the same. We're going to be talking boxing next week because it's world title crazy for Merseyside in May. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.